Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, co-host Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hello. Uh, my name is Steve, and uh, for today's episode, we'll be talking about a few things. Uh, we'll be starting off with uh, reactions and thoughts about uh, the Emmy nominations. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Black Widow, which we saw together uh, with some with like a group of people, and then we'll uh, end with uh, Loki. Um, it's very exciting. I, I don't think I sounded very excited when I said hello, but this is very exciting. <laughs> no, you know, you know why I'm excited. Normally, this is just like a peek behind the curtain, but like normally we record, uh, you know, we'll like talk about things and like record them and we'll release them at like a later date. This is an episode we wanted to record like the week that Loki's finale aired. And so, yeah, like just an FYI, there's going to be like spoilers here, um, but I, I think anyone that's like listening to this probably either like doesn't care and is listening anyway or has like watched it and is listening. Um, but then like some stuff happened last week, so we had to delay it until this week. But I'm excited because I feel like this is uh, we're getting like really close to like recording things in like a timely manner and then like releasing it accordingly. Yeah, that's and I know that's something we had we had talked about. But let's start off with with the with the Emmy, Emmy noms. Um, that happened like a week ago, 10 days ago. So it's not like super, super, uh, you know, like ti- timely, I guess. But it's uh, it was it was a, it was a lot of um, I felt like pleasantly surprised. How about you? Yeah, I was definitely uh, pleasantly surprised. There are some and we'll go into this. There are some categories that um, it's just like brutal like if you are one of these nominees on some of these shows or if you're like a certain act if you're an actress nominated in like a certain category you're looking at yourself being like wow like second or third place and i know they don't do that they just tell you like who the winners are but it's like second or third place in some of these categories is uh, way more outstanding than first place or like winning some of these other categories you know, like, and I, I want to know what your thoughts are, because I find that um, you are like, so we fancy ourselves as like pop culture connoisseurs, but I think uh, so, something that impresses me about you is like uh, the TV aspect of it, and I want to know your thoughts. So I, I know I didn't really prep you on this, but um, what are your thoughts on like the categories themselves because i feel like in general the emmys have done like a really good job of having their finger on the pulse they can do both things at the same time they don't need like a best popular category they they do a pretty good job of recognizing both like the prestige and the popular right um yeah i guess like they're a little bit more um they're a little bit different than the academy in that way just because i do feel like you're right but at the same time there's still a traditional like um body of art art no body of academy that is just like um you know uh it's a lot of like uh mostly traditional kind of um for sure industry heavy so i, I do there's I do certain think things like, they can't let go of right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like a big great like not a great example but like an example of this is the fact that modern family and literally every season of its i don't know like 13 seasons of 
being on air was nominated for best comedy, even though, like towards the end, it's it it wasn't necessarily like that wasn't. Um, there were so many other things that they were overlooking. So in things like that, um, the Emmys are kind of like that old school establishment. But I yeah. was I've been pleasantly surprised more and more about the things that are happening and what what they are choosing to recognize. Like last year, like Schitt's Creek literally swept the Emmys. Yeah. And considering it was a small pop TV show that like moved over to like Netflix, it just feels like, okay, like I think, I think, I think that the body of voters or whatever are getting it. And so it's like, it's, it's just continuing here. Um, when I look at the list of the actual nominees, like Steve, the boys got nominated. I can't for- believe that. Cobra Kai, your favorite show, got nominated. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm, like, super into what's happening. And I just think, like, I have really high hopes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, especially, I, 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 especially because the wild card awards called the Golden Globes are <laughs> quickly on its way out to being non-existent with all the things that have been happening with the Hollywood Foreign Press. So, yeah. you know, someone's got to take up the mantle of, like, rewarding or nominating like interesting quirky picks and yeah the Emmys really kind of um pulled through this year yeah I think you know it's funny that you mentioned the boys and Cobra Kai because it seems like um like the Emmys are trying to and and I I'm not like begrudging it I I think it's like really commendable that they're trying to be as inclusive as possible you know there there's none of this like oh sticking your those and being like oh it's it's got to be like a certain caliber of you know um or a certain level of uh accomplishment or a certain level of tv like there's no they don't really distinguish between like lowbrow and highbrow mm-hmm. really as long as it's good you mm-hmm. know and, and i really i really respect that how do you feel about the the expand not it's technically an expand. They use an algorithm, or not? It's not even an algorithm. It's like basic arithmetic. I don't know how this works, but yeah, I'm like, okay. why are there like ten people in one category? So check like, it out. I can explain. Ready? Yeah. Like there's a minimum amount, which is five, and for every X amount of submissions, that's how many more nominees you get. But it's what is it's the scaling. maximum? I think the maximum is like eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. But you need like Jen, you need like I think it's like a thousand submissions. So that means like in outstanding comedy series, there was like maybe not thousand, there was like five hundred submissions. Like how is that? You tell me because I I feel like you watch more TV. You're more aware of this than I. Are there like five hundred drama series or like hundreds? I, I don't want to put a specific hundred to it, but like are there hundreds of these shows? I mean, y- yes, if you're counting literally like that doesn't surprise me. That's ser- not service. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not like shocked when I say there are like hundreds of shows that are submitting themselves that are eligible. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I can make a show and I think submit it. So <laughs> um, so that's not surprising. I guess I'm surprised by like what's broken through. Um, oh, interesting. OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is what do you think your favorite category has been in terms of this year's like 
nominations. So what that's uh I don't know if you watch like You've been basketball. waiting for this. I don't know if you watch basketball at all, but um you know, the finals are over and there is this one possession where uh there's like an alley oop you know an alley oop is, right? Uh, it's like when you pass the ball <laughs> and the guy jumps and catches the ball midair and then dunks it. How like, do you he does, spell that? Like alley, like an alleyway. Uh-huh. So alley and then loop. And then loop? Dash, oop, like oop, like oops. Oop, alley-oop, okay. Except it's In- one oop. It's one oops, so it's alley-oop. Not oops, just Not oops, oops not alley-oops, it's alley-oop, right? And, and uh, like, someone pulled it off at, like, the end of a game when it was, like, a really critical possession. Normally, you don't, you wouldn't, very few people have, like, the, the gumption to, like, pull that or even attempt that. And I feel like you just alley-oop this to me. Because I mm-hmm, told you mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I really, there are some categories I really am like uh, really invested in, and that is outstanding limited or, or anthology series, and outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. Which one do you want me to start off with? Um, outstanding limited series. Series. Okay, great. So normally, right, the creme de la creme of the Emmys have has normally been like outstanding drama series. Let's say post post like that Breaking Bad, Mad Men, like two thousand six ish era, right? That's when this was like the creme de la creme for the for the Emmys, right? And it lasts for for years and you know, uh streaming services and different networks, both like cable and network, really start investing in these like hour long dramas, right? Um but this year and maybe it's happened before, Jen, you can like educate me on that but i feel like this year the outstanding limited or anthology series which i want to know your take on whether or not it should be separated from drama series in general but that outstanding limited or anthology series just like this is just like a murderer's row of shows i'm going to read you the list of of nominees and then you can let me know what you think about the points i raised right mm-hmm. i may i may destroy you hbo mm-hmm. mayor, mayor of east town hbo mm-hmm Queen's Mother Effing Gambit on Netflix, right? The Underground Railroad Prime Video and WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Now, I feel like those first three are, like, it just crushes everything. I feel like those three, any of those three would win Outstanding Drama Series if they were one category. What are your thoughts? Wait, any of those would win if they were? Like, they're just better than... Not when I say better, I don't mean like I think it's better. Like I think they would win if they were in that outstanding drama series, which is The Boys. So Brown, y- yes, Tale. sorry. So Mayor of Easttown, I may destroy you, and Queen's Gambit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, let's add like the one of the most talked about shows of this past year, WandaVision, and then The Underground Railroad, which I haven't watched yet, but I love the book. And so I will watch it. Plus, it's backed and directed by Barry Jenkins. Um, oh, life. I did not know that was this is like a Barry Jenkins joint. Yeah. So I wow. think all five of them, actually, I would just put in that like, yeah, it's, it is definitely one of my most famous favorite categories here. I have a feeling I, I think. I know what's going to win, although I'm probably wrong and it's probably not going to happen. But um, because I do think that there is one out of all the five that may 
just kind of take it in terms of its like ingenuity and like in like the perception that it's gotten. Talk about it. Can you can you tell me what you think is going to like sweep this year? I think it's in this out like limited series sort of whatever. I I think it's I, I may destroy you and I love it. it I love it. Why? I love it. No, I just like I like for me. I love when you predict things. Yeah, but you know? maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. But I think it has a lot no, going for it. No, don't walk it back. Don't walk it okay, back. Okay, I'm not gonna walk it back. I'm just gonna. Let's go full I'm gonna. Speed. I'm gonna put some money on it. Um, but basically, um, it's gotten such. Like I think it is the most one of the most critical acclaimed shows in a really long time, and that's saying a lot considering we have the Queen's Gambit in this category, um, Mare of Easttown in this category, and WandaVision in this category, among all the other all the other shows. Um, and I don't think you watched it, right? No, no, I didn't. I, yeah. I, I knew a lot about it. I'd heard a lot about it. But when you were, I mean, this is like a peek behind the curtain, right? But when you were explaining to me the synopsis before we started recording, I remember being like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to watch that because I am, I have like a child's taste in TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I have like such know. a low tolerance for like actual dramatic things. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you would like this then, but it's, it's, and it's hard to explain. Like, I actually don't even really know how to explain. Like, at the core of it, it's a plot. Like, the plot is about, like, a rape that occurs that, like, the protagonist can barely sort of remember. And the whole series sort of builds up to her. Um, it's like a process of like recovery and like investigation as she's like putting some of those pieces together. But like it's all also about her friends. It's about like London culture. It's about social media and how um, I don't know. Is she a millennial in this? I guess. Um, uh, I, I think she, so. She's like a budding, like she's an Instagram famous Not like writer. Yeah. In the show, and that's sort of. Like it's, I don't know. It hits, like it's it's just a lot of like the world that we live in, right? Like you 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 know exactly what I'm saying when yep. I say that. Yeah. And um, and it's about race. It's about sexual trauma. Like it's just about so many different things. And you just don't. And because like you love the main character, but then you also can't completely trust her version of things because she has flaws. It's just, it's never about one thing. It's never about one perspective. And I just, the way that it balances and tiptoes around all of those things, it just, it's just really incredible storytelling that's like not linear and straightforward. And each episode just feels different, but they all are connected. And and so I think she's so like a voice of a generation. You know, she just got cast in this Black Panther sequel, which I think I think Marvel does a pretty good job of like casting like up and coming people as well as like the biggest, you know, yeah. they land the biggest names in the world. But they also sort of just and we'll talk about this in a bit. But Florence Pugh, like I she's out of control like I think she's the most talented like young person now and um 
no, I mean, she's going to be Marvel's next big star. So, yeah, so I just think it has a lot going for it. And I also think that the Emmy voters are going to reward Michaela Cole in a way where she was literally shut out of the Golden Globes and people had a lot to say about that. So yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch of reasons why I think this is this is like going to be hers and the, for the show, for her, like for her writing, for her um acting but yeah i mean this category is very exciting can i can i tell you what i think is going to sweep and is this like really basic of me to think this like that i think hamilton is gonna which you know i'm a fan of hamilton right i don't understand i uh, yeah this. okay so my thing is i not, don't understand like, this I'm, yeah my thing is not like i'm so glad this is nominated so many times and for so many things i think it makes no sense but I do think, like, is it uh, too conspiracy theorist of me to be like, well, you're not going to nominate these people and make them come. And not have them perform? And not have them, like, perform or win or whatever. But right? don't you think that, yeah, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, I like, guess so. That was, like, when, um, I mean, like, this this person has, like, aged, not, like, physically aged, but, like, in our, like, public consciousness like aged poorly but I, I remember when like Kevin Spacey was like nominated and stuff and I'm like well they're not going to nominate movie stars who are on streaming services and not have them win you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. just because it's like a waste of their their time because like they're probably like please come <laughs> you know like please mm-hmm, come. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so my thing is and not that Lin-Manuel Miranda is like such a superstar compared to the other people that are nominating these other categories but i feel like it was i didn't even know it was eligible jen yeah i mean either and i don't necessarily think it should have been i just think it's such a weird um i it, i i don't love this and once again okay, i so am not trying to be anti-hamilton no no we're okay i could not say this enough you we know why so because you know why because i think it's it's the fact that the this limited series or movie category so whether that's the actors in it or whether that's the actual category of that is it's all original content and mm-hmm. hamilton is not original content mm-hmm. it's being presented as such Oh, I like how you're articulating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk because about it. it's, you know, obviously it was, there was work that went into filming it and filming it over multiple sure, days sure, and nights sure. to make it adaptable for what we're seeing on Disney Plus. But it's, it it's, it's hard to sort of wrap my head around how, how that could war- warrant, um, I guess it taking up so many categories, like people are competing yeah. against each other. Um, and again, like whatever, right? Because, you know, if each category can get five to eight, like nominees, like did it take away somebody's um, nomination? Exactly. If the category that, you know, I don't know if like the outstanding, like lead actor category, there's, um, there's two nominations for it, but there's five nominations in general. So there's still like three other slots that someone else could have taken. So I guess you can't even make that argument, but like, I don't know. I just, it's, it was just interesting. And I mean, good for Disney plus, like their gamble paid off, but, um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I did not welcome this. You know what it feels like when I play like devil's advocate and I think about defending it, I feel myself, um, like performing mental gymnastics mm. like and i and i can recognize that my in that in myself because it's like i yeah there are definitely times where i try to you know rationalize or, or reason things and like excuse things and i'm not saying this is like such an egregious thing that's like i'm not saying this is like criminal or anything but uh when i try to explain it to myself i'm like oh this is this is a familiar feeling what am i yeah. doing here like what is this like familiar feeling I'm like oh i'm performing mental gymnastics right now you know and that's what it feels like and that's not to say that just because something requires mental gymnastics doesn't mean it's always ridiculous like most times it is but this i mean i don't think this is it's like an actual cause for concern it was just yeah. something i i noticed that i was just like oh that's like weird but yeah you know but i mean whatever you know it's not that big of a deal it's just like weird um yeah. can you Tell me what your thoughts are on, uh, like the question I posed, where like should there be a difference between limited and anthology versus ongoing dramatic series? Yeah, I do because I think that those are written in different ways. Like if you know going into it that something is six episodes and you're writing to that, um, I think that's different from um, that's a different sort of I don't know like. I don't want to call it skill set, but that's a different type of uh, production than there's different expectations. Um, there's different expectations, but also it's a true feat to maintain and keep up with a quality of something season over season um, okay. versus you going into something. So I, I do think that that's those are two different categories. Okay. Um, it, I've never actually, I guess, thought about that. Um, but yeah. So here's why I want to bring that up. Here's why I want to bring that up. So I agree with you, but then I posed this question to myself and then I had a hard time, right? So uh -huh. at face value, I was like, yeah, they're not the same. Limited versus ongoing it's just like it's not the same and the, the, and then i thought to myself well if we're allowed to distinguish or categorize in dra dr like dramas in that way for comedies i feel like there's no way to i feel like uh there's different types of comedy but because we can't articulate it we just throw them into comedy series, mm -hmm. you know, like the the comedy in Ted, La like Ted Lasso, which like spoiler alert will be my uh, obsession of the episode. Mm -hmm. Most of it is not like it's not the same as uh, Cobra Kai. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know. I'm, and I'm. I mean, we're not here to like solve any problems I'm, and I'm not even saying this is necessarily a problem. This is just like a thought exercise. Yeah. But I had a, I was like, man, it, it's not like dark comedy versus like, or like a dramedy. There's no like dramedy uh, category, you know? So it, that's why to me, I'm like, you know, with limited. So I, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, it saying. is hard. And I think that like, when there do we, are, when do we draw the line between like, okay, this is worth dis distinguishing and this is not. Yeah. And but then I I guess like it's 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 that's a hard thing to do because like if you have like a straight up just like a straight up what you would consider drama but there's like 
really funny dialogue or funny scenes in it like could you potentially be like mm, this is a dramedy Gosh. like I, I think it's just like a lot of yeah like I yeah I, I definitely think that there's sometimes we just need to review like the categories and things how we boxed things in and not always go by like history and tradition but at the same time like yeah that just kind of creates this like whole um because there are things that fall much more and they're self-described as like dramedies right um but what is that ratio and like what does that look like yeah um because you can't get too like clinical about it either right right um so yeah that's why i i'd always liked the the like the emmy model or even like the golden globe model where it's like best like comedy or like musical uh film versus you know dramatic film whereas you know I, I always preferred that model to the Oscars, which was just like best picture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like now, I'm like, you know, maybe it should just be best series. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then just and then you just like expanded to ten, you know, nominees or whatever like math there is. Um, yeah. Can we can we uh, transition to the second category that I'm kind of like obsessed with? Yeah. Uh, outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. Okay, so basically you are really into this limited series or anthology I, I feel like category. This, yeah, this year, this year I am. And I feel like this is the first year I am. I feel like yeah. normally I'm obsessed with like the the drama. The yeah. Un- but I mean, it, I think it's because of this year, you know, um, like Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You, who like you, you've talked about, uh, Cynthia Erivo for, as Aretha Front Aretha Franklin on mm-hmm. um and it's on Nat Geo, I didn't even realize. Uh Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda in WandaVision, uh Anya Taylor Joy as Beth Harmon in the Queen's Gambit, and of course uh Kate Winslet as Mayor on Mayor of Easttown. I mean that is that that is also murderers be, yeah, though. That is that is gonna be like the Royal Rumble. I, I don't know how familiar you are with like WWE. That's gonna be insane. Like, how do you even, I, like, it's one of those times where it's like, you know, I really do not envy being a voter. Like, how would you even, how would you even do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I know what I, I think I know, I think I said it, uh, like, but, um, oh God, like, I, I don't know. Like, I love. You wouldn't be like, I I know you, like, what you're presenting, but you wouldn't be like, upset or like shocked if someone else won right no nobody in this category i don't think right um that's what it is in those two categories like i don't see a a quote-unquote like we uh, you can make the argument like both elizabeth olsen and wandavision um are like the weak links but not by like a straight it's not it's not like embarrassing you know right yeah yeah i don't i think that my personal favorite is Elizabeth Olsen. I think what she did in WandaVision was so good. Really? Yes. Yes. But that is also coming from, like, I've always just had a really, like, soft spot for her. And I just think WandaVision, like, completely solidified what kind of an actress she can be and what her range can be in a way that, like, you just didn't see in any of those Marvel movies because those Marvel movies weren't that great to her character. Um, not for anything other than I think I I don't think she 
is the top Avenger, the Avenger that you cared the most about or anything like that. But yeah. um I mean, that, that that's impossible because they didn't give her anything to do in those movies. Yeah, right? like absolutely nothing but like wave her hands around and turn her eyes <laughs> you know, um, and I'm not saying that anyone can do that. But I, I don't I, I, I think that's also something that was so surprising about WandaVision 2, just because like, oh, like there's so much depth to this character because she's has suffered so much. You just don't necessarily know that from watching the movies and um she really got a chance to do that and the other thing that i will say is like more than anybody else in this category like she kind of got to stretch her muscles because of the way that um the show just took you through all of those like eras of comedy and and I think she just got to do a bunch of different things, which I yeah. think was, like, really, really cool uh, yeah, as an bring actor. Up some, yeah, you bring up something that's very interesting. I wanted to ask you something. Are you, like – well, here's, like, the preface, right? And, and and feel free to disagree with me on, like, this observation. I feel like WandaVision – I'll be completely honest and say I was a little surprised it was nominated. And here's why. Okay. I felt like this – the WandaVision feels like two shows, and not necessarily in the – in the way it was like a show within a show or like it was like a you know they like did riffs on you know different eras of tv but i especially like those first two episodes i feel like there's parts wandavision was like at one point or the first two episodes especially was like okay this is they're like trying stuff and they're doing experimental stuff and they are doing things that most marvel fans know nothing about which is that like classic era of TV. And then they did a thing towards the later episodes where it was like, okay, this is for like the Marvel fans. Mm. Um, mm. Which one mm. did you like more? Because I'll, I'll be honest, I actually liked the first two episodes way more. And for other people, like, I don't know if you heard this or not, I felt like I heard people say the first two episodes were slow. It's it re, it gets good starting at episode three. I, I I'm not gonna lie, Jen. I felt the opposite. I well, first two were so I was like, this is awesome. And then when it, they stopped doing that so much, I was kind of like a little sad. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that the I think that I was very confused by the first two episodes. And when you go back and rewatch it, like it all makes sense. But like it felt like obviously this has to be some sort of satire or um like this can't be real right and like instead of the veil being lifted at the end of episode one they double down and do something do another completely different like era I guess I don't know decade I don't know um in episode two and you start to feel like is this what WandaVision is supposed to be like is this just like a parody that's not a parody, a satire that's not a satire about these eras of, like, comedy shows. And there's absolutely no depth behind that. So I think that I would have enjoyed the first two episodes more because by themselves, like, I think they're such purely entertaining um, episodes of television. I think the problem is, like, I was like, there's got to be something more to that. And, like, what am I missing? And when is the other shoe dropping? Like, that, like... 
feeling of sort of tension. I, I, I guess that's like dramatic. Like I'm not sure that other people were like waiting with a bated breath, like um, for like what is going to happen. But I, yeah, I, I don't know that I could fully enjoy those episodes as they were being air or however you describe something dropping yeah, yeah, yeah. because I was like, this can't be it. Like this is not like where, when are we getting to something that's like more traditional, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Um, what is it? Did you have any other thoughts about the Emmys? Um, can I ask you what your favorite nomination was? Oh, like in and general? I, yeah, and I think then we can just kind of wrap it up because I feel like we've talked a lot about the Emmys, uh, much um, more than we thought we were going to. I, I way more than I thought we were. Wait, um, do you mean like my favorite or like the one like when you say favorite, can it be like? an odds-on favorite or does it have to be something that like I didn't think was going to happen I'm so glad it happened yeah do you want me to go first like which one of those were you um it's a little bit of both okay uh I mean this I don't think this is like a surprise to anyone but like Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. as Ted Lasso for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series yeah um, I think it's gonna win and uh it makes me so happy okay what about you uh, Bowen Yang for um, Saturday Night Live. He That's is good. the first Asian, like, cast member and the first, like, what they consider a featured player, which is not a fixed cast member yet. Right. Um, like, you don't become a cast member, I think, until, like, at I least year like, three. season two. Yes, yes. Um, and so he's pretty, I mean, this nomination was pretty, like, uh awesome and i don't know if you have seen his bit this year as the iceberg that the titanic hit i have not is it good it is the funniest thing that snl has done this entire season it's so irreverent and like hilarious and i think anything else like he deserves the emmy for that um so but he's up against literally like four people from Ted Lasso. So, know. you know, like it's and I don't expect like I think this is truly one of those things where it's like it's an honor to be nominated. But like, yeah, I like I really, really loved Bowen Yang's um, nomination. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Um, you know, talking about like the Emmys. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on this and it'll transition to the next thing we're talking about. But not to go back to like limited series but do you feel like (laughs) that these like limited series should have been not should have been i take that back in an earlier era right let's say like maybe 10 20 years ago would have been movies because that that'll kind of lead us to talking about black widow because i i personally think not all of them i'm not saying all of them but i mean i think queen's gambit was supposed to be i mean people had optioned that as a movie for a long time, right? Uh, WandaVision comes from like a, a cinematic shared universe. And like the reason I ask, I'd, I'd be really interested in knowing your thoughts is because, you know, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, which is, you know, Marvel's first release in over a year. You know, they uh, smartly held it back, right? During COVID, during the pandemic. And then they released it once, you know, uh, like COVID restrictions started started getting lifted. And it's just like so interesting to see the landscape, right? Because, um, 
you I see like these and I guess that's part of why I'm so obsessed with like the limited and anthology series because more and more it seems like there's shows that could have been movies would have been movies earlier but now they're just going to uh streaming services to be made into a season of of tv mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts uh wait so i don't I, until you pose this question i guess i haven't i didn't really think about it um interesting oh really interesting okay okay and because you know what, you don't even have to answer that. that yeah. Question, okay. Hold on. Honest. Sorry. Like be, I know this be, is making for riveting podcasts. Yeah, I'm like no, really you know, thinking. You know and why? Like, they're silent. Because it was really just like a bridge. Because here's what I thought about Black Widow, and and I I know you liked it more than more than I did. Yeah. And so I'll I'll lead it lead it to you. Uh, it was really well, one. It was kind of difficult watching Black Widow after Loki. I wish I had done the reverse. Right. Wow. And we can talk about that when we when we talk about Loki, but yeah. especially like the first god, I want to say like the first 20 25 minutes of Black Widow. Yeah. I kept thinking, okay, like you know how there's that like opening where you know they're in Ohio, right? Uh-huh. Like I don't know why. I just thought to myself like, wow, this feels like the Americans. You, the 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 TV show on uh, FX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they're beating the crap out of each other in like the in Budapest I was like oh my god um I don't know if if you felt this way I felt like um man this feels like Jason Bourne Jason Bourne did you feel like it was just a no 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 I didn't feel I know I didn't feel like it was ripping anything off what here's the the conclusion not conclusion but my observations what that led me to was I was thinking to myself and and this this is where I really would love to know what Jenshin thinks right is the only way to make something now to Trojan horse it into a Marvel movie. Like instead of just making a movie that's like like a spy thriller or like a Jason Bourne type or a, a family drama where like the parents are like, it's the only way if you want to make something is like, well, I have to figure out a way to do that in a Marvel movie or else it's not going to get made in a movie theater or I have to go to a streaming service to do one season. You know what I think will accelerate that is COVID. So I think we talked about this a little bit, but like the the threshold for what goes into production, what gets made is is and I think that maybe it'll be different once like COVID is a little bit more behind us or whatnot. But I also don't know that that's that's true. But there's such a high threshold for for what people are willing to spend their money on uh, and what ROIs are going to look like because it's going to, it takes so much more to make money now, right? Like you're spending so much money, at least at the height of the pandemic anyway, like you, you have to outweigh the, like, here's this budget that we would have had. We have to now cut a piece out of it for like COVID testing and like COVID protocols and like Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then, then what gets left? Like you can't make your indie movies. You can't make your like small character driven things. You have to turn out the ones that you know are going to get people watching, whether that's on HBO max, like, you know, through streaming or your butts in a theater, like seat, like, traditionally so um 
yeah, no, that's a, I mean, that's a really good question. And I just feel like we're entering more and more into that realm. And it, it worries, it does worry me because like, and like, you know what, as somebody who has gone to the movies three times this past week, and this was the first time that I've gone to the movies since like January, 2020, mm-hmm. um, the only options that I have are my local AMCs. Because, yeah. like, so much of the smaller theaters have, yep. like, completely closed. And then from there, the only options that I have are, like, the bigger movies. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, 100%. That's already, why this is like, actually, like, a yeah, concern for me. Already, I'm having a hard time with, like, what happens to the things that I want to see that are not, like, backed by Marvel, backed by... Warner Brothers backed by like every like what yeah where do the and you know honestly like we don't live far from the city we don't live far from Brooklyn like some of the smaller theaters and like like whatever like we're not in the middle of nowhere right exactly exactly but if I feel this way and I'm not in the middle of nowhere then then what yeah then what are the chances and it's just it's like yeah I don't know it's COVID has ruined everything, Steve, including <laughs> our beloved entertainment. And you know what? And, and and to your point, in in this like specific scenario, it has expedited a thing that I thought we wouldn't have to think about for a long time. Like yeah. uh, when when I was looking at movie times, right? It's like these theaters have not gotten smaller, especially like the AMC's like near you and me. Mm-hmm. But instead of there being like seven movies each with like five to ten showings it's like three movies each with like 15 showings yeah you know and i'm just like wait this is not and i get that like most people probably do not care like half as much about cinema yeah as like you and i do yeah but this is important it's important in preserving art and yeah yeah it like really sucks and that's why i could not I feel like you were probably able to compartmentalize that with your enjoyment of Black Widow. I, I could not. And so I feel like I enjoyed it a little less than you did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know? Let's but talk about. You, yeah. What did you think about Black Widow? So what did you think? So Black Widow for me was so fun because of a couple of things. One, again, first movie back in like 16 months and I couldn't have cared less what was on the screen right like I was like I'm into this but two I I have to ask a couple of people who I know watched Black Widow at home through Disney Premier Access Disney Plus Premier Access what their feelings were because I forgot how dang fun a good Marvel action oh, sequence so can good. be and when you are in a theater and there's like surround sound and like just you're watching things on like a 25 foot screen versus like your I don't know like 25 inch TV well I hope your TV just the sensory that, overload right yes yes um so for for from a purely like cinematic um movie going experience I loved it I liked it as a Mm. piece of work within the MCU that delves into a character 
um, a character study, right? So sure, sure, sure. I thought it was exponentially better than Captain Marvel. I actually oh my, thought, I'm so glad you made that connection. Yes, I actually wish that they had. Well, okay. I think that there was such a freaking missed opportunity, and I, I think Kevin Feige is like, if I believed in gods, um, <laughs> like he is the like, you know, like the titan and i would totally bet a lot of money on any decision that he wants to make because the sure, way sure, that sure. like they he has structured the mcu and all of the things that he's been interested to do like all the puzzle pieces like there has not been a misstep i think this is a huge misstep the fact that they did not make this movie before infinity war and endgame and I think by this time now, everybody has watched Endgame, so we can kind of talk sure, about it without yeah. it being oh, like a big sure. spoiler alert. But the deaths, Black Widow's death in Endgame hit me really hard. I cannot imagine how hard it would have hit me if I had watched, oh, if we oh, had had Black Widow, right? Because if you, if you felt anything about her death with the very little things that you know, and Mind you, that was just like, you time, don't you right? don't know much about her, right? And like it's just you the time al- with her. Yeah, and you, you almost don't, don't even know that like she keeps talking about this family and like this is my family, I'm protecting my family, I need the Avengers back there, my family. And and it's like, okay, that's really sweet, and I guess I that makes sense because she's a loner or like whatever. But like, but no, there's so much more to it because like her entire life has been like leading up to like constructing this idea of family and so this backstory i was just like this is incredible and it just feels like a freaking throwaway film because of the timing of when they decided to make it and release it because it there's absolutely no um there's no consequence to this movie right like there's no like that's the problem with prequels that is the the number one yeah yeah it doesn't mean anything but even with prequels like i feel like there's an opportunity to like with like other sequels or just like other things in that cinematic universe or whatever. There's like, there's ways to the prequel set it up, but like you have the opportunity to like keep continuing with the character. Like there's no opportunity for that. Like that phase of the Marvel universe, like cinematic universe is over and it's just a backstory filler. And I felt like it did such injustice to to Scarlett Johansson, who I'm not even that big of a fan of, so I don't even know why I'm like, like justice for Scarlett. But like, yeah, like I just wish that this had come before Captain Marvel. Like honestly, if they were gonna gamble on a on a female character that they were gonna throw their like chips into and like make a movie out of, like I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I I my and this is like pure speculation right and i may be being like super generous about it but my uh my hypothesis is that captain marvel was a reaction to something else and what it was a reaction to was wonder woman right um what like i think your you have the finger you have your finger on the pulse of something that feige and marvel did not which was what made wonder woman so great was not that she was as strong as superman Mm. right um but that's the i feel like that's the lesson that that disney got because they made 
Captain Marvel like so straight. They're like, we need our version of that. We're going to do it better. And for all intents and purposes, Marvel does do anything better than the Warner Brothers. Yeah, than yeah. DC, right? Yeah. But they yeah. were like, we'll show you how to make a like a like a real female superhero. Um, but I mean, in in the face of like the flop that was like Wonder Woman 1984, right? It's that it's not like the the how like awe inspiring the character is that that like people flock to it's like oh you know a female superman or a female you know um thor right that that that's not what it was it was like really good storytelling that was that revolved around a female character and that's that's what you're i think that's how i'm interpreting like your observation which is that like yeah the the reaction to Wonder Woman should not have been like the fact that Captain Marvel was their response to Wonder Woman leads me to believe that they took the wrong lesson from it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Like yeah. The, yeah. Like you had house money with uh, the Black Widow because she was an established character already yeah. from yeah. these like Avengers movies and from yep. Iron Man too, you know, which was like a terrible movie, but like whatever, you know, like you're right. Uh, I, I didn't actually even think about that until you mentioned it, like until you you were articulating it now, which is that like, yeah, this should have come out before uh, you could have had it between Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and you could have had that, bef you know, before Captain Marvel, because I remember in the promotion for Captain Marvel was like, you know, what makes her a hero? It was uh, like oh, this is going to be the first female lead of a Marvel movie. It's like, but you had a female character. You could have just uh, fleshed out her story more. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Um, um, so what did you think of everything, aside from my rant? <laughs> you know, I thought, rant. Yeah, you know, for me, it was it was really hard to to not compartmentalize or to compartmentalize the what I was seeing on screen and how it was making me feel and like the things it was making me think like it was fine. It was good. I would never say it was a bad movie. Um, I think it's probably really hard. It would probably take effort for a Marvel movie to be bad at this point. Cause they're just like a conveyor belt. They're just like a, like a manufacturing company of like good movies. Um, yeah. I think it was fine. It was good. It, uh, it actually, it was really. I know you you watched the last two episodes of Loki after Black Widow, and I wish I had done that because I could not. I could not separate the fact that like, okay, so you can say whatever you want about the bad Marvel movies, and there are a few doozies, right? There's like Iron Man two, Thor two, um, the f first two Avengers, like you could. And some people actually really like the first Avengers, and I'm not going to, like, judge them for that. But the second Avengers is, like, really bad, right? And it was the f – you can say whatever you want about those movies, right, in terms of, like, them being bad. And I, I do think they're, like, pretty actively bad. But the one thing you could not say is that they were inconsequential. Right. And this was the – I left that movie – I left that movie theater thinking, like, wow. Um in terms of like the overall plot of the MCU, which they are constantly propelling forward, right? It's always like, oh, you know, like it's not over yet because this leads to that. 
and this leads to this. And even though this is going to be a, even though this is a bad movie, like here's why you need to watch it because you know you're not going to understand what's going on here. Um, this was the first time I, I left a Marvel movie thinking, oh, you know, like if I didn't watch this, I don't know if I would have missed anything going forward. And I know they have like the stinger for the TV show, right? Yeah. Well, but that's what I mean. Like there's, this is just, it's like, it's not even filler. It's literally, um, Mm -hmm. like you, you're totally right. Like, do you need this backstory for Natasha? Not really. Like it helps. It helped. It helps a lot in like, empathizing with her and her choices that she's made and um but you're fine you would be a fine marvel fan without knowing any of those things too and i will say though that like i guess they do try to rectify some of that with like obviously the end credit scene because it's setting it up and then also with the introduction of um Florence Pugh's character, uh, Yelena. Yelena is oh, her name. Yeah. Oh, this is. I, this, wait, just to cut you off super fast. Because uh, I wanted to say something that. Because you, you were like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about Florence. Yeah. Right? Um, agree or disagree? Uh, Scarlett Johansson had to walk so Florence can run because she was so good in this. 100%. I, I 100%. am so excited. For, I think here's my like. Uh, prediction right and this this will kind of like lead into loki in that like loki was interesting in that it was the first time like a tv show had ramifications for the movies and black widow was like the first time like a movie was leading into a tv show right but i suspect that florence will they i think they're not even entirely sure what they have in her and how much people both like one love her like the people that watch black widow love her and like if someone didn't watch black widow but they'll watch the hawkeye tv show just because it's on disney plus but they didn't want to pay to watch a movie or pay for the premiere access but they'll watch the free tv show um people are going to like capital l love her and i think they will have like no choice but to this sounds like really like uh insulting to like the people who are going to be like on the tv kind of like landscape and i know they'll go and be back and forth in between of course right but um she's not gonna be stuck with like the thunderbolts slash like the dark avengers who like elaine is clearly like creating a team of did you just call her elaine yeah i know valentina her, valentina <laughs> i normally call her julia louis Dreyfus, but our friend uh-huh. called was like after because he was there when we watched uh, black widow he was like oh elaine <laughs> I just thought that was like so funny, but yeah. So she's like John Walker, right? Who um Wyatt Russell? Mm-hmm. He's gonna stay in the in on Disney Plus. Like he's not. I, we're not gonna see him in the theater anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Florence, I can almost promise you, we will see in theaters again because she was fire. She is a hundred percent the best part of this movie. I almost felt bad for Scarlett Johansson because I think in every single review that's been written up or like any time people are talking about Black Widow, they about it's her. they talk about her and it's it must suck a little bit because this is the long awaited Scarlett oh. Johansson vehicle, you know. But 
but it's clear. And I, I don't think Marvel's stupid. Like, I don't think Kevin Feige's stupid. Like, I think everything that you and I have both articulated right now or today, like, they they know and they they obviously probably were thinking about it, which is why I think the the focus on Yelena and, like, Florence Pugh is there because they're clearly setting it up so that you are not to have this feeling of what did I just watch and why did I need to watch that? Well, you know what? What you just watched the next big, like mm, the next big mm-hmm. character of the next phase of MCU, and this is what we're betting our like money on. So you're welcome, and this is this is the introduction. So yeah, in a lot of ways, while we feel like you know, while we just have spent the last like 30 minutes like talking about like how this felt so out of place and too late, a little too late or whatever. Um, they really amped up her part and her, this, this character. And I, I think it's, it's that response to you guys think, you know what you're talking about, but you don't, because this is, this is the future. And like, this is the, this is just the introduction. And this is why Black Widow is important. This movie is important. Um, you know, the other characters are fine. And I actually really, really love the chemistry between the four, the four quote unquote family members. So like David Harper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like Rachel Weiss and like, um, but like, this is like Florence Pugh's movie. Like anytime she was on screen, she's mesmerizing. She has the um, she's electric. She's electric. She's, a, she's totally electric. I freaking love her. Like, and it's so when unexpected. She does the first time, like when she's like, why do you do this? Yeah, the and pose. The pose. It's so good. It's so funny. So she's funny and she's like electric and she's good. Like, I feel like a good action star is a good runner. Like they need to look good running. Like I, I am so happy you mentioned that. And she was like so good at running. I was like, and I know that sounds so stupid, but you know it's what not. I mean. It's you know not. what I mean. Yeah, it's it's a thing. And I don't it know really that they takes you knew. out of it when they're not athletic. Yeah, because really I'm just like, mm. um, I just I she's like an action star. Like I and but that's so unexpected. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm super glad that this movie exists. I still have issues with the timing perspective and just the dirty that they've treated Natasha with this whole time but I think it sets up a lot of things for our favorite person and also yeah like she can she's the bridge between the TV the movies and I think she's just going to carry that next phase I mean I don't I haven't heard or read anything about like what her contract looks like and what her like commitment to the MCU is. So as you were talking about that I was just like, well, actually like and I don't think she's lead us or anything like that and obviously like if Kate Winslet can be in an HBO Max show like TV is not a thing that people should look down upon. Like people have been doing it for yeah, years, exactly. but exactly. but she's so hot right now in terms of like her career and the movies that she's making. Like I, I just, I'm so curious to know what her Marvel contract looks like. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Kevin Feige has gone on record being like, we're not doing the thing where we sign people for like, you know, hella hella intimidating. Yeah. You know, um, though I will say, you know, speaking as like a, you know, we're talking about 
you know, Florence being the bridge between TV and movie. I mean, another bridge that is inescapable right now is is Loki, right? Yes. And and we can transition to to Loki right now. Um, and again, this is it's it may and who knows? Maybe you and I watch things differently than than most people, which is fine. Like if you want to, if you can, I mean, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Okay, like if you can watch these things and just enjoy them for what they are god bless you okay uh in uh, in some ways i'm actually a little jealous okay because i cannot help but notice that and you know what i will like eat crow right when you and i talked about falcon and winter soldier and wandavision like a thing that really pissed me off about wandavision was that people like oh is it mephisto is it is it this is that or with falcon winter like who's the power broker blah blah and i'm like Dude, they're never or, or or I remember with WandaVision, people were like, oh, is this how they're gonna introduce mutants into the Marvels? Is this how they're gonna introduce the X-Men? Like da 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 da. And I'm like, dude, they are never, never going to waste that kind of uh reveal. Something that would impact their like shared universe on a TV show. And and then and then of course right and here's the, here's the crazy part Jen they didn't reveal Jonathan Major's character in a stinger or an end credit scene he was the whole freaking episode yeah yeah and I sat there and I loved it and I enjoyed it and I was very I mean you know how stubborn I am there are I don't enjoy being wrong but this was as I. I cannot remember. I'm sure there have been other times, but very few times have I been so elated to have been so wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what is so fascinating, and this goes back to Black Widow, and this goes back to the Emmy noms, and this is one of the reasons, like, this point is a thing that I was so adamant with you about being like, can we please talk about all three? I don't want to do one, one episode on the Emmys, another episode about Black Widow, or break up Black Widow and Loki, because for me, right? Yeah. I'm going to go back to this like limited series thing, right? Marvel, part of the thing we talked about where like this landscape where COVID has expedited this like death of non-franchise movies, right? Part of this is like Marvel's doing. Right. And so if you want to do something unique, you have to find a way to Trojan horse it into a Marvel movie. And as everyone's doing that, Marvel's like, well, now we're playing with house money. And now that we can essentially influence the 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 atmosphere here. We're going to zig when everyone's zagging or we're going to zag. zigging. And yeah, you would never like you would never expect us to do a reveal like this that affects the movies from a TV show and we're going to, and we're going to do it. Yeah. And I remember th that is why I wished I'd seen Black Widow first because Loki is a thing where you have to watch that because they did a reveal that will affect the next five to maybe seven years of movies of their movies. They just, they, they have revealed a character like that guy, Jonathan Majors, I want to know what his contract looks like because he's going to be in either he himself or his character will be referenced 
in a ton of stuff from now on for yeah. the next five to seven years. And so that I just like, I don't know. You let me know. How how do you want to talk about Loki? Like the, the episode itself? Do you have questions about certain character? Like, where do you, how do you want to go with Loki? Um, I'm just going to put it out there. I think I need to rewatch Loki because I didn't love Loki. If I had to rank the three. What about episode four? No, I loved episode four and I think we talked that about it fine. and you were enamored with episode four. Um, but one, two, five, six, like I was like one, two, three, five, six. I was just like, okay, like it's That's fine. Fun. It's fine. Um, and I think it's because I don't like Loki as a character. Like I, and I have a hard time with, you know, like people I can't trust and I can't trust Loki. <laughs> no, I didn't I know it was going to bleed into my like enjoyment of like watching things but i like it's like unsettling like i just don't know ever like what side he's on and i can't i i don't find him charming enough to be able to be like okay like i can over overlook all of this um and so i didn't really yeah and i think it's for that reason and then like the fact that there's so many loki's i'm just like i don't like this um wait can i yeah I feel like an observation I'm making is like, uh, this is almost like my, I guess my or your I may destroy you. Right. And that like there's a thing that is going to uh, a hurdle to your enjoyment of this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I think that's so. I think that is like incredibly, incredibly fascinating. Yeah, episode four is fire. I think that is. The I think what I what I text you I was like this is the first episode of Marvel TV that is actually excellent, not just like entertaining but like. No, seen... I think you were even more effusive than that. Like you, was I? I think yeah, I think you said something like this is the best writing like TV writing that I've seen or in a long time or something. It was very very like I was like I was also in episode four, but wow that is um that is major. Uh, I forget what the words were, but like you were you were very much like this is the best thing ever um and yeah I think I have a lot of questions none of which I care can remember and or like care to really talk about here because this is not a Loki analysis podcast but um I I don't know how this all fits into everything I guess that's the part that I was also a little bit like because Loki has always sort of just come and gone a little bit like Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. I don't know how to place this like and I I think that's also the part that's like unsettling for me like I'm just like I don't know where this belongs and I don't know like I know where WandaVision belongs like I know where like I guess Falcon and the Winter Soldier like that time like I I know all these like I can put these pieces together like where does Loki go yeah, no, it's 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 tough because the character is from the end of Avengers one, but the timeline is it's not that yeah. is after Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I know exactly what you mean, and I think you know going forward, I my guess is that Marvel is treating people 
with a lot of and when I say treating people with a lot of respect, what I mean is, you know, Iron Man came out, you know, what, like 2000, like 13 years ago. So there are people who were 10, 11, 12, 13, who are now 23, 24, 25, 26. And I, I think the like what they're asking of their audience has aged with their with the audience themselves right because we're going to be asked to really be able to wrap our minds around some mind-bending stuff right Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. like i mean you've heard all the i don't know whether they're rumors or confirmations because some people are still denying it but you know like in 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 spider-man you know everyone knows to varying degrees of certainty that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in the next Spider-Man movie, right? Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. are like, how is that going to happen? And this this TV show answers that question immediately. We're like, I, I don't even have a question anymore. I just can easily understand how that happens now, you know, because it's it's different versions of the same character, which is how they explain, like, the different Lokis. So can I ask a question? This is purely based on casting and casting news, right? Yes, yes. So Jonathan Majors plays, who, by the way, I really love, and I've never seen him in anything because I don't think I've watched Love. I mean, I haven't watched Lovecraft County. I didn't watch um, But I thought he was just really good here. And he plays, what's his character's name? Like he who shall not be remain like what what is it (laughs) he who remains whatever um yeah but like oh shit um but sorry i just dropped something um but if i am reading correctly with some of the casting news and stuff he also is playing a character like the antagonist in or the villain in the next ant-man movie right do you know this Yes, yes, yes. Or then is it the same character? That is a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, so he's I, been King the Conqueror. He, okay, so check it out. He's playing, They the news came out like, okay, we have our next like Thanos, right? Which is uh, Marvel, before they said what movie he's going to be in or whatever, they said Jonathan Majors cast as Kang the Conqueror Maybe they did say what movie he was going to be in, but I can tell you right now, Jen, the character Kang the Conqueror, he's not going to only be in that movie. There's just zero percent chance that it would no, be like the Kang the Conqueror seems very important to Marvel. Yes, like, so as he, a, yeah. yes, he has been cast as Kang the Conqueror when he shows up in uh, in Loki. What you notice very quickly is oh that is not kang the conqueror that is immortus which is check this out kang the conqueror is uh just like a quick bio about him he's a scientist from the 31st century um he's really just a normal dude who's just like insanely smart even for a person who even for a human being in the 31st century and he has access to all this time travel stuff right he has time traveled so many times that there are different versions of him. Mm. And one version is Amortis, which is the least evil, but like equally scary. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that is the version we see in Loki. And when he says in Loki, there are 
worse for you think I'm bad. Like, wait till you see my variants. Ah, okay. The most evil variant being Kang the Conqueror. Got it. So he will be playing a variant of the character he played in Loki. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Makes sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. That does make sense, and that actually makes it really interesting. Now, I read a commentary somewhere, and I want you to know, I want you to tell me if you think this is reading way too much into okay. stuff, slash, like, this is unnecessary. But okay. Okay. somebody was mentioning, I want to say it was like maybe a review in New York Magazine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jonathan Majors is black. Mm-hmm. He plays this uber villain in this show mm-hmm. who is i don't know oh. like, conquered by these two quote-unquote white oh my f- people and it didn't sit well with this writer right reviewer and i was like huh um now is <laughs> Is that a choice? I don't like. Does okay. this character exist in the comics? And is it also like, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally hear you. Uh, I would say that at face value, that is a great. I don't. I don't want to say great. I don't want to attribute value to it. At face value, that is an observation that I can totally respect. Mm-hmm. But when you that that also, I would challenge that person to before you jump to that conclusion and feel a way about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe here's some information that would be helpful. And if you still feel that way, I totally get it. Right? Um, for I mean, me, I, I mean, I don't feel that way. Yeah. But yeah. for me, I felt the opposite, which okay. is that this is a white character. In yep. the, the comics, right? Okay. And it's like they, for me, he is one of the smartest characters in the entire like existence of of Marvel history. Yeah. And that they were like, it doesn't have to be a white person. Got it. It can be a a black person. I thought was actually super cool. Okay, so right? they like basically employed like blind casting here. I feel like they employed blind casting here for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's why, for me, it it didn't feel like those. Oh, let's make con- the black guy. Bl- yeah. Like, the no, villain. no. 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 Definitely not. I mean, this is a scary, scary dude. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. and that version of him, Immortus, is not the villain. If anything, I came away feeling like Loki and Sylvie just like did exactly what he wanted or maybe not loki i feel like loki was the one that was like i have learned enough where i can be trustworthy even though i cannot be trusted where sylvie was like i cannot trust people and i have not graduated to the level where i can trust Mm. you know Mm -hmm. because he says right he's like listen either way i win right either you do what i want you to do or you kill me and i come back yeah, I mean, I just thought it was that that entire scene or that point where they meet him is so interesting because he's literally just kind of like, you know, when you watch, I'm just going to pop some popcorn and watch this play out kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you're putting these two 
together when they've come so far. Like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, he, he's sort of using them against each other to get basically what he... I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I, 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 I haven't... He's predicting it, right? He, yeah, he It's yeah, playing... Yeah. To his his like plan, I will say this. I don't. I want to go back to something about Black Widow for a second because something mm-hmm. you said about how when they're talking, you you know you observe like stuff while they were talking. I will say this about Black Widow. Um, they went places and they did stuff, right? And what I mean by that is in Loki. Okay, I was like, you're in Loki, to in, yeah, in Loki, it's really clear they're on a soundstage because at. It's a, uh, uh, okay, really, like literally, yeah, they, they literally did. They stuff. literally went to places and literally yes. did yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, uh, yeah. With Loki, as much as I enjoyed it, as much as I loved it, it's really just people talking in rooms. And honestly, the best shows, like some of our favorite, shows, like the uh, the Good Place, mm-hmm. it's really just people talking in rooms. Yep. Right. And this is people talking in rooms with some action interspersed. Right. Yep. Um. And, you know, suffice to say that, like, that's why movies are awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I feel like maybe we can kind of wrap it up there where it's like, you know, things are awesome, make good stuff. And when things are good, it's it's super enjoyable. It's just I think you and I maybe are a little concerned with, are, is there going to be enough stuff to enjoy that is right. not just a franchise? You know? Yeah, and you know we love franchises. We do. I mean, Nothing against you know, franchises. But, yeah. I just don't want only franchises. Can we end this with one other stupid question that I have? Oh, please, please. Um, I, I, this, I'm like so dumb. I don't want to ask this, but basically, when Loki and Sylvia, Sylvie, Sylvia, Sylvie, 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 um, fall for each other, kiss. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Loki. Yes. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Do you think it's just a, I don't know how to articulate this, but it's almost also like the meaning of like self-love. Oh. I mean, I know they're different versions of each of, like there are different versions of Loki. So I don't necessarily like consider it like narcissistic or incest. I mean, I didn't really think of incest. I, I read that um, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. But um, but I mean, yeah, like they're they're versions of Loki. Right. But like. You know. It I don't I was just like on a deeper level, like maybe it it, it has to do with like, oh, like I. I love myself or like I, I respect myself. Like I, I like you come to terms with like who you are and the, all the elements and things that you are like because we're all multifaceted um yeah I don't know I didn't really understand or know how to take all of this even though I figured with the introduction of this female character as his foil that that was where they were gonna go oh you Um, you, like predicted that did you not think that they were that's where they were gonna go you know I'll be honest Jen I feel like I was the only person on earth that did not I'll oh, maybe then honest. I was wrong. Whenever I just see a no, man, no, I don't think email, no, I'm just I don't, like, no, you they're were right. probably going to get together. Um, I just didn't know how they were going to do it. Slash, like, I, I thought I would be wrong because it does. Yeah, it's a little bit like brother, sister kind of vibes. But um, I, have, I have a I have a question in response mm-hmm. to your question. Mm-hmm. 
I think how you answer this will dictate how you answer your question. Mm-hmm. Let's say a person goes back in time. Okay, person goes back in time and has sex with themselves with their uh-huh. past self. Uh huh. Is that gay or is that masturbation? What? <laughs> wow. Um. Hold on. So. Uh, <laughs> do they know that it's themselves? I mean, yeah, I mean, because if I went back in time and I saw myself, I'd be like, oh, that's me. You're then, me. No, I, you, yeah, no, I don't think that's gay. I think you know then that's you. So that's not gay. So then that's my, that's my answer? Well, then, because if you think it's masturbation and not and not then gay, you know then, what maybe then maybe i'm right like maybe for me then it is a manifestation of yes. like someone's self-love versus self-love like then. yeah okay yeah, exactly. all right that's what i'm gonna go with okay um with that should we go into i that took a super weird turn should we uh <laughs> you want to end this episode right now <laughs> do you want to do... just like we don't want we don't want to listen to this anymore do you want to do obsessions real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, do you know? Do you want to go, or you want me to go? Because I. You um, uh, yeah, I can go. I don't think we talked about mine before. Okay, but, okay, okay. Um, there is a uh, I guess it's a sketch comedy. Yeah, it's a sketch comedy show called I Think You Should Leave, um, on Netflix. It just returned for season two, and I haven't. I've only watched like a couple minutes of season two, but I loved season one. It's this guy, Tim Robinson, who used to be on SNL. Well, actually, I think he was on SNL one season, like like just one season. But like uh-huh. he used is like a long time like SNL writer or whatever. Okay. And he had like he made a show. I think you should leave. Um, and it's the most irreverent, like just wacky weird stuff ever like there's no deeper sense deeper meaning humor here like one sketch has to do with um like a guy who it's a farmer like it's a it's a horse ranch and like their advertisement is like all our horses have smaller penises than like men so you like men shouldn't feel like terrible about like you know coming here because like um because and then the commercial for the thing is like this two older couple like riding a horse and then like the the woman is just like wow like your horse's penis is huge and then the guy gets really like upset and like um uh you know like self-conscious because she's saying that his the uh-huh. ho- I mean I, but like it that makes no it's stupid right it makes no <laughs> sense because like obviously the horse is like so much bigger but like but then this this whole like concept is like but not at our ranch. Our at our ranch, <laughs> our horse penises are like tiny, so like you don't have to feel emasculated. And it's just it's a season. It's two seasons full of that kind of stuff. And like it's so. I know it sounds really dumb, and it is, but it's also I think really smart. And um, I think he's like super talented. And yeah, I don't know why he only was on SNL like for one season, but um, but I'm really really happy that he has like this other this like platform and like obviously like with something like a netflix show like you can be even crazier weirder and like obviously have a lot more budget to do stuff so yeah they gave this guy two seasons of i think you should leave and i i, th- I think you should watch it it was it's pretty funny 
does I, I i will check that out i will check that out especially that's that sounds really funny uh my obsession is ted lasso season one uh which season, i will which i will watch when i, I get my Apple yo, tv no, i like i like for real need you to watch this so i can talk to you about it yeah so good i it's not it's funny but it's not like uh you know, it's not like 30 Rock, where it's just like joke, 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 joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a lot of, um, and not that comedies like that don't have heart, but this is like a really, like a lot of it is hard. And it's hard to, sep- and I think part of my enjoyment is that it's a great way to also process, and not that I need to process, not that I care at all, but it's a, a great way to like, watch this and also hear the news about like Jason Sudeikis's like per- personal life mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of it is like reflected in each other so um it's it's so enjoyable and it's so great and it's really heartwarming and it mixes you know sports like on a very general general level not like oh you have to be into a specific sport to watch this right like you had to really be into like basketball to enjoy like the basketball parts of One Tree Hill but you don't need to be <laughs> I didn't know you were a fan of One Tree Hill. Well, I was I, I really like the basketball scenes because like they clearly casted people who like could like play a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be into soccer to enjoy Ted Lasso. Right. You know? But like does it would it help if you were into sports like in general? Like, yeah. You know, because like a good coach is like a good coach. Like the attributes that make a good coach are kind of universal across sports, you know? Right. And so, yeah, Ted Lasso is, is great. I can't wait. Uh, as we're recording this, it's going to come out tomorrow. By the time we uh, release this, it may be out for like a day or two. So. And you will have watched every episode, maybe. No, no. Oh, no, they release it week by week. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anything you want to uh, leave us off with before we wrap up here? Um, go to the movies, guys. It's really fun. <laughs> for sure. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. And uh, you want to say bye, Jen? Bye, everybody.